Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulky Blue Sports Podcast. Now, today I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be going over a bit of a recap of Roman Abramovich's ownership at Chelsea, like in terms of trophies won. Um, top scorers, league positions, etc., etc. Because now it is, well, it was official a few days ago that Todd Bowley is and Clear Lake um, Capital are officially the new owners of Chelsea Football Club. Now, the circumstances behind Roman, why Roman had to sell. Are obviously a bit um, they're a bit dodgy. Uh, well, they're perceived to be dodgy. No one will ever know the truth until the war, at least, is over. Um, in the end, after nineteen years, he had to sell the club, and. He sold us for he sold us for two and a half billion, but also made sure that Bowley and Clear Lake were contractually obliged to invest a further one point seven one point seven five billion into like club the into the club with the men's team, women's team, academy, Stanford Bridge, Kings Meadow. Every, everything and Cobham as well um, in terms of keeping the club up and running and making sure they're going to thrive to continue to be the best or up there with the best and challenging with the best. So Roman seems to have put us in good hands. Um, everything Bowley says is looking like it's like he means business. Um, he's turned and said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting, but basically he said, um, I'm like, he's going to invest heavily in the squads, uh, to compete with the best teams. And when you look at all the transfer rumors immediately that have started coming out now that we are allowed to do business again, it's looking promising. Um... But as far as I'm aware, there has been an anti. It's basically called it's an anti-glazer uh, clause in the ownership contract, and that means that Todd Bowley or Clear Lake or any involved in this consortium cannot take any dividends out of the club for ten years, and cannot sell the club for ten years, unless obviously circumstances change that like what happened with Roman um, for those that don't know the UK government sanctioned him uh, because they think he has links with Vladimir Putin in terms of his invasion of Ukraine but at the end of the day I'm not here to talk politics I'm not here to talk war I'm here to talk about what Roman Abramovich, the man, did for Chelsea Football Club. 
and when you when you break it when I break it down like that the overriding key fact he was here for 19 years from 03 to 2022 and he won 19 major trophies <clears throat> and if you count the community shields it'll be 21 trophies I personally don't count community shields because it's a charity game um on that list of trophies, we have got five Premier Leagues in 2005, 2006, 2010, 2015 and 2017. We have won five FA Cups, 07, 09, 10, 12 and 18. Um, sorry, the managers for the first, the manager for the first two leagues was Jose Mourinho. For 05 and 06, we had Carlo for 2010. We had Jose again for 2015. He came back. And then we had Antonio Conte for 2016. For the FA Cups, we had Jose for 07. Um, We had Gus Hiddink for 09. We had... Um, Carlo for 2010 we had Roberto Di Matteo for 2012 and we had Antonio Conte for 2018 we won three league cups in 05, 07 and 15 all three of them were won under Jose Mourinho Um, we we have made runners up in all of these competitions as well Um, by the way in particular the FA Cup, we've lost the last three finals in a row with Liverpool this year, Leicester last year and Arsenal the year before. Um, But we've won two Europa Leagues in 2013 and 2019. In 2013 was under Rafael Benitez. And the 2019 was under Maurizio Sarri. Um, we've won two Champions Leagues in 2012 under Roberto Di Matteo and 2021 under Thomas Tuchel. And then we've won one Super Cup and one Club World Cup, both in, well, the Club World Cup was 2022. Um, this year, earlier this year, and the Super Cup was was this season, but it was last year, so 2021, and they were both under Thomas Tuchel as well. Now, when you look at the surface of it, Jose Mourinho is our most successful manager. Three league titles, an FA Cup, three league cups... Um, but I think given I mean it's hard to say because given the time frame he's been there Tuchel has won a Champions League Super Cup Club World Cup goes to two FA Cup finals and a League Cup final so six Cup finals won three of them it's not bad Um, in what 15 months a year and a half, 18 months. So, 
I think I think if we was to give Tuchel everything he needs, which as a, again I'll get onto it further in a bit, I think Bowley will do. Tuchel will be on course to be our greatest ever manager. Um, but under under Roman Abramovich, it's hands down Jose. Um, in a couple of them Champions League runs, in particular in. Um, 05 we got robbed Um, we beat Barcelona and Bayern Munich in the last 16 and the um, core finals Um, and then we got knocked out by the ghost goal Uh, I can't remember who I think it was Luis Garcia he um Put like hit a ball towards the goal, and Gallas cleared it off the line. But they ruled it as a goal. They've proven now that the goal shouldn't have stood. But at the time, goal line technology wasn't a thing, so you can't really um, give it. But I remember, I remember watching all of these finals, all of these. Um, all of these trophy wins and all that, and I've celebrated every single one of them the same, except for the two Champions Leagues and the Club World Cup. Um, the Champions League are just different level. Um, during winning a Champions League is the most for me is the most prestigious trophy. Um, it's definitely the hardest to win when you consider all of Europe's elite that's out there. In 2012, when we won it the first time, we were not the best team in the competition. Let's have it right. But we had the biggest heart and the biggest determination. And it was fitting that that, that, that squad finally won the Champions League. Terry, Lampard, Drogba, Czech. Um, that, like, that spine. Then you had Ivanovic, you had um, Ashley Cole, Essien. Like, you had so many. But like, in the semi-final that year, we should have... We beat Barcelona in the first leg at home, 1-0, Drogba. But in the second leg, <laughs> we were 2-0 down and a man down. Um, so I went 1-0, John Terry got sent off, then it went 2-0. And at this point, we're like every single Chelsea fan will probably tell you the same thing. We're sitting there going, oh no, oh no, 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 we're going to get pumped here. Lo and behold... Uh, basically from the kickoff from their second goal, still the first half, late in the first half, Lampard plays a through ball to Ramirez and he lobs Valdez. And second half, we're holding on for dear life. They get a penalty. Messi hits the crossbar. As soon as he hits the crossbar, I was thinking, we're, we're going through. That's it. We're, we're going through. Nothing is getting past us. And then... 93rd, 92nd, 93rd minute. 
Ball gets launched forward. Torres is in on goal. He's only got Victor Valdez in his way. He rounds the goalkeeper, puts it in. 50 million repaid, hands down. Um, because he secured us a spot in the Champions League final. And then we go through that Champions League final. We're playing Bayern Munich in their own backyard, in their stadium. And all game, they're on top of us. It's like, we're literally defending for our lives. <clears throat> we're parking the bus, the plane, everything. You are not breaking us down. Ultimately, they do score. But, um... <laughs> in the 83rd minute as well. And then, lo and behold, six minutes later, 89th minute, Matter whips in a corner, Drogba, bang, bullet header. And we... We go to extra time. Drogba then gives away a penalty in um, extra time. Petacek saves it and then it just goes to penalties. And We missed our first penalty. But we turned it around. Drogba again. With the last kick of his Chelsea career up until then. Because he left. Slots it in the bottom corner. We win the Champions League. And the for the first time we like the first time we won it. Uh, there was a question going around Twitter the other day, um, on May nineteenth, and it was, "How did you react when we won it?" I dropped to my knees, and I cried my eyes out with pure elation. Like, it was pure happiness, but I just cried my eyes out. And none of this, like, none of none of that would have been possible without the backing from Roman Abramovich. And the fact that he pumped the club full of his own money, out of his own pocket. And, and yeah, when all was said and done, when he got made to sell... We owed him a billion and a half. In it, it was a loan. It was called a loan anyway. And um, we owed him a billion and a half. And he turned and said he didn't want a penny of it back. Because of how much he loved us. And that is something that I'll, I'll remember until the day I die. He saved our club from being riddled with debt with new owners because that could have been catastrophic. Um, but yeah, the only other time I did something similar in terms of a reaction to winning the Champions League was when we won it again. Um, Kai Havert or Mount playing Kai Havertz through, rounding Edison, goal, and then we're holding on 1 0 for the rest of the game, and then the Club World Cup. Because that was to complete the set. And I think I think it was very fitting that we completed the set of trophies that we could have won. And the last trophy we did win with Roman as our owner was the Club World Cup. The one, the last one to finish the set. Um... And it, it was just, it's, it 
although the ending sucked because of how he had to leave, it's also a storybook ending in in the way that he finished the set and like he got to leave us as in our eyes a hero. Um, because he saved our club. Let's let's get it right. He he saved us from the brink of administration. And I mean, he was not as an owner for a football club. He was nothing but godsend. He was perfect. He couldn't have asked for better, in my opinion. And yeah, I mean, I think eventually um, the club needs to do something to honour that. May like. For me, two things need to happen. When all this war is over and all the sanctions are done, Roman needs to be allowed to come back to Stamford Bridge to say a goodbye. A proper goodbye. Um, And on top of that, I think we need to name one of the stands after him. Like, in in honour of him. Because as I said, if it weren't for him, Chelsea wouldn't wouldn't be where they are now. We probably wouldn't even be a club. So And it all started back in 0304. Um he took over from Ken Bates. And we've had a lot of um a lot of different quality players in that time. And I'm I'm only going to read out the top the top scorers in all competitions from every season that we've had under Roman Abramovich, but just just like some of the amount of goals and some of the names on this list are ridiculous. So in his very first season as owner, oh three oh four, our top scorer was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank with seventeen goals. And then 0405 was Lampard with 19. 0506 was Lampard with 20. 0607 we had Drogba with 33. Um, 0708 Lampard with 20. Um, 0809 was Anelka with 25. 0910 was Drogba with 37 in all comps. Um, 10-11 was Anelka with 16. 11-12 was Lampard with 16. 12-13, this one will shock you. So our Europa League winning season. Fernando Torres with 22 was our top scorer. 13-14 was Eden Hazard with 17. Then for three seasons in a row, so 14-15, Diego Costa with 20. 15-16, which was our worst ever finish under Roman in 10th, was Diego Costa with 16. And then in 16-17, we had Diego Costa again with 22. Um, 17-18, Aiden Hazard with 17. 18-19 was Eden Hazard with 21 goals. Um, 
1920 season was the COVID interrupted season. We had Tammy Abraham with 18 goals. Um, last, not last, 2021 was the only season under Roman's ownership where we had a joint top scorer. And we had Tammy and Timo Werner on 12. Now, last, that season we won the Champions League. We weren't really scoring many goals. We were winning 1-0s, 2-0s. Um, and the goals were spread among everyone. Like you had, I think, Kai and Mount on nine each as well. You had... Um, oh, who else was it? I think you had Pulisic on like eight or something. Right, so the goals were spread everywhere. And then this season just gone, our top scorer was Romelu Lukaku with 15. Now... Again, not overwhelming lately in terms of the goal numbers. Um, but when you listen to some of them names, Drogba, Lampard, Anelka, Hazard, Costa, even Torres. like He gets a lot of heat, but Torres was actually really good for us. And the same, I can sit there and uh, I'll defend Werner. Until he leave, like until the day he leaves, um, which I've I've said about before, because I don't think he's that bad for us. Um, but yeah, this season we've had Lukaku with fifteen, and given his price tag, and given the amount of misses he's made, that I'm sorry, that simply isn't good enough. Um. 100 million, or sorry, it was 97.5 million he cost, and 15 goals. The misses, oh my god, he can't header a ball, he really can't. It is disgraceful how he can't header a ball. He had, um, against Real Madrid in the first leg where we lost 3-1 we played shocking uh, and I'm not, not trying to take it away from Real Madrid because because of that performance they deserve to go through but we could have got out of there with a 3 all if um, if Lukaku could header a ball we had two beautiful each of the crosses put into him and he headed them both well wide and then on top of that you got other players costing us this season um, I, I love the guy but Mount cost us in the League Cup final where he had two absolute sitters against Liverpool in that Cup final when he missed them um, Pulisic cost us in the FA Cup final. Again, sitters, and he missed them. Um, who else? Against um, Pulisic and Jorginho against Real Madrid in the second leg. We were 3-0 up. Um, we were going through. Uh, who was it who scored? 
was Rodrigo who scored to go to put it three one. It was sending it extra time, and then we have two glorious chances, glorious, massive chances for someone to just put the ball in the back of the net. Both Jorginho and Pulisic, and they both missed. So again, costing us. And I mean, at the end of the day, who knows what would have happened. We could have come up against City and got pumped. But we could have also gone and then won and won gone and won the Champions League like Real Madrid ended up doing. No one knows, but after the season we've just had two trophies, two more finals made, quarterfinals of the Champions League. Third spot secured. <laughs> Given the injuries we've had throughout the season, with Kante not being fit regularly, Kovacic being in and out, Lukaku being a uh, basically a flop for the money he cost. Um, we've Chilwell, who up until he got injured was our best player of the season. Reese James had a period of timeout. Christensen refusing to play the cup final because he's leaving. So we only had we had to rely on Thiago Silva all all season long. Now he's a fucking quality centre back, don't get that twisted. But the man's thirty seven. He can't play all game every game. But we had to rely on him to do that. We had backups like Malang Sar, who is as useless as a chocolate kettle. We've got Alonso, who, as a defender, is fucking trash. Um, Barkley was in the squad this season. We brought in Saul and didn't use him. I think he, he played a total of like 800 minutes or whatever it was, which isn't even 10 games. So it makes you go, what's the point? Pulisic, then... His goal contributions per appearance is good, but per minutes is shite. Because um, I prefer to go by minutes. Because one, two players can have 20 appearances each. One can play 20 minutes and the other can play 1,800 minutes. So it's more fair to go by minutes played. Ziyech didn't hit the heights that they should have. Hudson-Odoi was shocking at points this season. Verna had his moments of like what the fuck are you doing ultimately our best front three in my opinion were Mount Havertz and Verna we looked more threatening we created more chances we scored more goals but not many people seem to agree with that because again uh, I like Pulisic I really do but he's still living off that form he had when post-lockdown. And I think it's criminal to just blindly back him when he's been inconsistent for now two seasons. And I know injuries are going to play a big part of that, but he's, he spent most of this season fit. So I don't get it. 
But this is where I hope the new owner, Todd Bowley, sits there and does what he says he's going to do in terms of backing the first team. And the players we are looking at, we need two centre-backs at least because we're losing Christensen. We've already lost Rudiger. Christensen's going. Aspie's probably going. And Alonso's leaving. So, we got Colwell coming back. So, that's one. Um, I think we're getting, we're getting Kundi from Sevilla. Uh, we're looking at getting Koulibaly as the experienced head. And then, um, and like in terms of left wing back, I think we're looking at getting um, or trying to get Kukurea from Brighton. But obviously it's a race against City for him because they want to offload Zinchenko. Um, we're missing out on Chouamini. He's going Real Madrid. The obvious one there for me is Declan Rice. Um, Tuchel wants him. I think he'll be phenomenal in our team. Um, another couple of names are being linked. Bissouma, but with the with the allegations against him, don't go near him just yet. Um, you got Kessier from AC Milan, who will be on a free, and you got Sangari from PSV Eindhoven. Um, yeah, I'd. Kessier is a baller. I don't care what anyone says. He is quality. And he just won the league with um, AC Milan as well. So I'll take him in a heartbeat. Um, Sangari is a quality player and all. Don't get twisted from what I've seen of him. I watched bits of him during the AFCON. And I've seen bits of him in European competitions with PSV. Um... And then we've got Gallagher coming back. We've got Breuer coming back up front as well. Um, in terms of a striker situation, Lukaku, it seems like he's going back to Inter. Um, he's changed his agent and a lawyer, like to a lawyer, and he's proper pushing to get back to Inter. So... Uh, the name's being floated about. you got Darwin Nunes from Benfica, I want to say. Um, then you got Lewandowski, who wants to leave Bayern. Um, but everyone seems to think he's going to Barcelona. Um, but but the main, the main links is, isn't so much with our strikers, it's more of our the rest of our front three because there's strong rumours of at least two of Pulisic, Werner and Ziyech leaving and ultimately I think it'll be Ziyech and Pulisic that leave um, hudson Odoi may be going out on loan so I think with 
Gallagher coming back. You've got Mount there as well. Havertz there as well. Werner, I think, stays. We're looking again. Usman Dembele from um, Barcelona. Who Tuchel absolutely desperate for. Uh, Tuchel said it's the best player he's used or had under him. Um, and if uh, I'm of the theory or I'm of the mindset of if Tuchel wants him, get him. Because I back Tuchel and I trust Tuchel. But his injury record hasn't been good. But this season he's again been fit. So if to, again, if Tuchel wants him, get him. And he's on a free as well. Um, you got you've obviously got the other names being thrown around like your Rafinha's from Leeds, um, Calvin Phillips from Leeds is another name that's popped up for midfield. There's loads. Um, Sterling's meant to be leaving Man City. Gabriel Jesus is leaving Man City. Perisic has just joined Tottenham, um, but another big name we're being linked to is Serge Nabry from Bayern Munich. Uh, we're being linked to players left and right and um, ultimately again as I've said like as long as as long as the owner backs Tuchel with his players I think given what Tuchel has already shown us he finished third this season given everything that's going on so all the injuries we had mid-December, along with the COVID cases we had mid-December. And when everyone else was getting matches called off, we didn't. We didn't have a single one. Um, on top of that, we had all the Roman Abramovich stuff. Like, is the club going to survive? And then to top all that off... Um, Tuchel has had stuff going on in his personal life as well, um, going through a divorce and stuff like that. So, I mean, the fact that we've done all that and still got third with two trophies, two finals and a Champions League quarterfinal. And by the way, we were a better team in both of them finals, in my opinion. We had the better chances anyway against Liverpool in both finals. But I think if you back Tuchel with his players who he wants and who he can trust with his system, providing we're patient and don't and don't get trigger happy with sacking and hiring managers again. I think give it a couple of years, we could be seriously Challenging for league league titles, and pro probably another Champions League title as well. Because, as well as bringing in players that Tuchel trusts, the ones he's already got, like your Mount, Reese James, Havertz, Ben Chilwell, Kovacic, um, I think Colwell, Colwell will be up there. Uh, Chalaba will be up there. Like all these youngsters, Breuer, I think, will be up there. Gallagher will definitely be up there. All of these youngsters that I've just mentioned and all the players I've just mentioned, 
in a few years' time, when they hit 24, 25, oh my days, they will be unstoppable, in my opinion. And yeah, we're, we're going to be. We're going to. If we back Tuchel, we're going to be competing for the highest honours for a long, long time. And we're going to have a period of longevity like we did when we had Terry, Lampard, Drogba, Czech as our spine. And. Yeah, I mean, because Mendy being the age he is as well, I think he's just turned 29 or 30. Being the age, but for a goalkeeper, that's fine. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's promising. It really is promising. But it all does depend on if Bowley backs what he says. And he's not just talk. And he actually, well, actually backs his talk. So that is a matter of waiting to see. Um, I will be giving like transfer updates throughout the summer, um, like pre-season updates as well when matches come about. We got some matches in July. It's currently the third of June, so. Um, when players leave, I'll do bits and pieces with that. Um, we've currently had Rudiger leave. Drinkwater's officially gone now. Um, there are other players out of contract as well who I've already mentioned, so I won't really focus on them at the minute. But that is going to be the end of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you did enjoy it, please share it around. I mean, the absolute world to me. Um, Follow me on Twitter at Cooksio4. That's C O O K E C 04. And until the next one, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you stay safe and keep the blue flag flying high. Good. Bye.